Hello and welcome to a Committed Life Podcast, Season 2, Episode 39. This is a podcast for people who want to lead a growth-driven life. I'm Joe Stickle, your host. I'm a husband, I'm a runner, I'm a school principal, and I'm a human that believes in order to lead others and achieve the results you deserve, you must be committed to taking care of yourself first. And this week, I wanted to share my thoughts on how our disappointment with others can wreak havoc on our lives. So, let's get into it. As a school leader, I put a lot of trust and stock into people meeting expectations. Now, with that being said, I would say that all humans put a great deal of trust and hope in people meeting their expectations. Spouses, co-workers employees, teammates, family members, friends. If you really think about it, so much of our happiness or our contentment is tied into our relationships with others and more importantly, how they fulfill our opinions of how they should be with us or for us. Now, it's important to say that trust and expectations are good things and in order to maintain a healthy relationship with people, We have to have both trust and expectations. That is not and never will be disputed by me. All right. These are a natural and enduring part of our lives with others. The problem occurs when I tie my happiness and my own self-worth to how others meet my expectations or how they may take advantage of my trust. And this last week, I found myself in some situations where I became unhappy and even a little depressed with people because I either felt a bit betrayed or cheated or taken advantage of or just disappointed in things others had done. As I stated before, these are probably pretty natural reactions. But the problem is, if I let it consume and control my attitude, it becomes real negative really fast. So first, I can only control myself. And, and that's very important. To tie my happiness into the actions of others is not only foolish, but it is definitely self-destructive. There are too many variables in their decisions. You know, too many variables in, in the process that they have in making those decisions. Their environment, the distractions they have, their opportunities. They're all well beyond myself and even themselves at times so the second thing along these lines that I was thinking about was how I choose to respond will make all the difference it will determine my next move and more than likely more likely than not how the person responds now and in the future now I will be a teacher you know I I, I guess will I be a teacher or will I be a finger pointer when, when, when my expectations aren't met? Okay. Will I be a partner in finding a solution? Or, you know, will I fail to share in the process of finding a solution? Will I choose to ignore it and let it go on over and over and over again? Or will I address it? We got to be growth oriented when it comes to this part of 
expectations. Third, do not be distracted by your relationship. If I like you, I can't give you a pass. Let me say it again. If I like you, I can't give you a pass. I must act with integrity to do anything less is to make the situation worse. Plain and simple. This is the hard one because it requires difficult conversations. But it is the only fair and just thing to do, not just for you, but also for others. If you're not honest, if you're not honest here, you're only going to make the situation worse. So there's three things there, three components that I've been thinking about when I talk about expectations and tying my feelings and my self-worth into how others react or what others do. So again, that's, this is not easy. So do you want to know how I handled my issues this week? Well, I failed in, in one and two. I mean, I came out on top. In a couple. So I failed in two. I came out on top in a couple. You know, so <laughs> basically I went two for two in this arena. I'm struggling there with my numbers tonight. And in, in one instance, I had a one-on-one conversation and found an opportunity to partner with the person and to move forward. So they had disappointed me. I felt like you know, they, they weren't in our core values, acting in my core values. And my conversation, I think, was a really good way to approach it. And we moved forward. And my being angry or upset about that, I was able to, to come out with a positive outcome. Now... The second win was realizing in a state of anger that the person knows the expectations. They were clear and have been frequently reviewed. And I was able to take a breath and realize that, hey, I shouldn't let this situation dampen my enthusiasm for what I was doing. I could have allowed this situation to make me feel bad or feel depressed or feel less than or feel like I had been a failure in establishing the expectations and what our core values were with what we were doing. I chose to say, hey, they know these things. They know the expectation. We've reviewed the expectations. You know, this is these are things are clear. This problem is a them problem. So I was able to not allow that to depress me or make me feel like a failure. And instead, I used it to help me problem solve. Now, the two places I failed at this week, and the reason I'm putting them last is because they they were the ones that had the biggest effect on me and, and took the most effort. And, and it also speaks to the fact that when I reflect, I, I always want to think about what I can do better next time rather than think about what I did great last. I always, the last thing I want to think about is how I'm going to improve because then it stays at the front of my brain. So the two losses in this area were pretty significant and really gave me pause. One situation made me so angry, it derailed me for multiple days. It was personal. It was hurtful. It was disappointing. I allowed it to suck me into some negative self-talk. 
rather than approaching the person and having a conversation that probably would have at least made me feel better and could have alleviated some of that tension. I was not, I was not the, uh, hold on. So it was not the solution or, or, or I, I wasn't part of the solution or a partner in any such way in a second solution or a second situation I had an opportunity to address. Um, I lacked the character at the time to do so. And in reacting in that way, I ensured that this situation will happen again. It was something that should have been addressed immediately and with a lot more poise and class than I was willing to give it at the time. And instead, because I didn't and I allowed that time to pass, I feel I missed an opportunity for improvement. So now I was stuck in a, in a sticky situation. And I, I'm frustrated by it. You have opportunities or windows of opportunity where you can make impacts. And sometimes if you wait too long, that takes away from that opportunity to make an impact. And it, and it looks like something else. It looks like nitpicking or sour grapes instead of having a conversation, a calm conversation. So I know I'm a work in progress. I know we aren't learning. We're dying. I know the first step is recognizing I can't tie my emotions to the decisions of others. This takes a lot of hard work and it's important work. And we've got to continue down that road. But just like everything I talk about in these podcasts week after week, I've got to be committed to improving my situation and acting with some fidelity and some confidence and some integrity and character every time I'm let down by someone or my trust is broken or they've broken my trust. I've got to make sure that I do not allow that to consume me and to put me in a situation where I am let down so severely that I sink. So, remember, when your commitment is greater than your feelings, you get results. It's given. It's a fact. If you stay committed and you focus on your commitments, you will for certain get those results as long as your commitment is greater than your feelings. Have a great week.